1: If you'd like to make your NFL
0: games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even
1: Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezik.
0: Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is Super Bowl Sunday in 10 days from now, but that doesn't mean we can't recap what happened in the conference championship games and really start to lay out a plan as it relates to the Super Bowl. When I say we... He is the star of this podcast, undoubtedly, with his performance this year, Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. I'm merely a former NFL offensive lineman at Ross Tucker NFL is my Twitter handle, but Steve is the two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football betting. He's had an excellent year, and really, if all you did was go to BetDSI.com at the start of this season and use the free $15 you get by using the code TUCKER15 and just piggyback off of Steve's bets here on the Even Money Podcast all year, well, you would have done very, very well for yourself. Again, it's not complicated if you haven't used it yet. This isn't the last chance because you can use it for other sports, but it's Super Bowl Sunday. A lot of you are going to place bets anyway. Do it at BetDSI.com using the code TUCKER15 so that you get those free $15. As always, want to give a shout-out to Todd Bergman, at Birdman on Twitter for making sure to grade us like he has all season long. It is much appreciated. For last week, Steve, I kind of like it when there's only two games because we can really look at what we bet and what happened. Uh, You were even for the week. Um, You actually ended up pushing in both games, ironically enough. I was down one unit for the week, which puts me for the season at plus 9, and you hold steady at plus 28, studly. Studley performance from you. Specifically, you look at what we bet. I went two units on the over in Atlanta Green Bay over 61. And that came through for me. You had one unit on the under, which obviously did not. I thought it was going to be a close game. I had a unit on Green Bay. So I was up one for the game. Two units I got on the over. I lost a unit going with Green Bay to at least keep it within four and a half. That surprised me um, how badly they were dominating the game. You had one unit on the under, but then you had two units to win one Atlanta. I forget what your exotic was, Steve. Do you remember it? You had two units to money win. line, money line. The money the line, game. that's right. Right, so you had two units to win one on Atlanta on the money line, so that's why you were even because you won that one but you lost uh, on the under. That makes sense, right? Yes. Okay. And then for the Steelers and the Patriots, I mean, I think, I'm sure you have the numbers, Steve. What are the numbers for the Patriots against the spread? 15-3 and
1: three against the spread this year.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean, you just don't make money betting against them. You, you just don't. I thought the Steelers had a chance to win the game uh, they thoroughly disappointed me with their performance, specifically their coach's strategy. I, I, I just don't get it. I had two units on the Steelers. I lost both of those units. You had one unit on New England, which you won, but then you also put a unit for Pittsburgh to have more first downs, which was close. You lost 26-22 to 22 on that one, so you also broke even on that game, Steve.
1: And believe it or not, Ross, I was in position to win that bet. If I had just gotten a stop at the end of the game in new England and they, if Pittsburgh would have forced a punt with two minutes to go, they likely get a couple garbage first downs and I win, but instead New England picks up another first down and runs out the clock. Um, but, you know, as far as I could argue, new England could, they have only had three losses and I'll asterisk, you know, two of them. One was against the jets where they're up about five lay in seven and a half and they're on the three yard line at the end of the game. And the Jacoby Brissett Week Four against Buffalo, where he had to play with the injured hand, and was just a throwaway game—the only arguably bad game New England's played all year long. Of course, the uh, uh, Monday night could have Sunday night. The loss to Seattle.
0: Yep. No, you're right. Um, looking ahead to so so, the bottom line is, and is this how New England's been every year? I mean, are, are they, do they kick butt against the spread pretty much every season?
1: Great question. Yes. Since their first Super Bowl victory, and think about this, what happens most of the time, team wins a Super Bowl, becomes a public team, the public bets on them, they get overvalued, and they fall on their face against the spread. New England has covered 58%. If you just blindly bet them each and every week, how is that possible? The reason it's possible is because New England is always better than their stats indicate, Ross. And the math geeks like to evaluate teams based upon – their production, their yards per play on offense and on defense. But New England always makes the right play calls and they don't do stupid things that Tomlin does, like go for it on fourth and one from the other team's two yard line that absolutely kill you in terms of being a game manager.
0: It's a really, really good point. Interesting point. Um, you also, Steve, well, I guess before I get to that, I'll point out you, met, you mentioned. The, the Patriots are a public team now. Um, I saw a tweet that just came through, and it's from Sports Insights, and they said 69% of the bets so far have been on New England laying three points. 31% of the bets have been on the Falcons getting three points, but yet uh, the spread remains unchanged. How much of a difference does it have to be before they'll actually change the spread?
1: The percentages actually don't matter. I've seen 85% of the people betting on one side, and the spread moves to the other side. So that, that, what, the percentages you're citing are ticket counts. What matters is money, Ross. And there are times where you have pros against Joes, where the pros are betting one side, and the betting... Public, the Joes are betting the other side, and that's going to happen on this total where you're going to see. Um, I would imagine the ticket counts at some places are going to be 90% of the tickets are going to be on the over, but the largest bets are going to be on the under, so the total will stay right around the 58 59 level because of that.
0: Got it. Okay. And you already had a bet for next week that you took before last week's game. You uh you took the NFC plus three. Wait a minute. He has that you took NFC minus three look ahead line, but it was AFC laying three points. So did you take AFC or NFC? I
1: took the NFC plus the three. The NFC was never laying three the whole whole year long. Uh basically a free roll in case New England lost. I said the line's gonna be three if New England wins. I also took the over fifty four and that is that, and for two units, that's the bet that's obviously looking very good right now.
0: Yeah, really. Holy cow. It, that, that looks like it'll be great. Although, you never know. I mean, New England's defense has been pretty good at keeping teams down as well. Speaking of you never know, Steve, a lot of times you never know when you're going to get a chance to eat healthy, these busy lives we live. That's why people need to take advantage of what they're doing at Blue Apron. The number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. We got these. I'm actually, it is 11.09 a.m. Eastern Time. In 35 minutes, I will be eating pasta bolognese, which is one of my Blue Apron meals. So, boom, there you go right there. Pasta bolognese. They've got all kinds of good meals. we got chicken paillard, I guess. It's uh French I believe all kinds of awesome meals from Blue Apron you guys can do the same they're delicious they're affordable there's plenty of variety flexible you can make whatever recipes you want and whatever programs you want they're very very easy to make it was not hard for us at all plus they're guaranteed Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right here's the deal though so you guys get the free meals. Go to BlueApron.com slash even. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. That's BlueApron.com slash even. That's the key to get the three free meals like I did. BlueApron.com slash even. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Speaking of cooking, Steve, let's talk about Super Bowl betting on a macro level. Is this a good event to bet because of the number of newbies that come in or a bad event to bet because of how sharp we would assume the lines would be?
1: It's a very good event because the public money and the new bettors, like you said, will dwarf the pro money. So if the public... Comes in a team with both fists, it will create the some really bizarre point spread examples. Um, hard to believe, but Oakland, when they got blown out by Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, they were laying four for most of that week before their center, uh, Barrett, went out. Um, the first Green Bay uh, win in the um, – I'm sorry, the, the Denver win over Green Bay in the Super Bowl. Denver was actually with L.A. catching 11 and a half points so there are certainly games that that could happen but the props ross the real value is with hundreds and hundreds of props and inevitably uh the, there are some props the public always bets the wrong side of and you can have value going the other way and just some mispriced props that you can take advantage of
0: and these are the but these are these are the uh the props that have uh limits on them right
1: uh, yeah, but the limits are pretty—they're pretty high this time of year because they take a whole lot of action on the Super Bowl. So you'll see um, places will take five hundred to two thousand dollars on these bets.
0: Wow. Okay, so then let's let's let me talk about this. Um, I saw uh, one quote that uh, some people would have thought that the Patriots would be more than a three-point favorite. I know we'll make our pick next week, Steve. Does that line surprise you, or does that sound right?
1: Sounds right to me. Uh, Power ratings, I've got, despite the easiest schedule in the NFL, you can't control who you play. I've got New England rated 10.5 points, better than an average team. And Atlanta has a historic offense that has scored a touchdown in their first drive the last eight games, and they're averaging 6.7 yards per play. Their net differential in yards per play is number one in the NFL at plus 1.1. The second-place team, there's about four or five of them tied, including New England, at .6. So the difference between the number one team and the number two team is the same as the number two team and the number 14 team. Summarizing, Atlanta is light years better than everyone else statistically. But I still only have them rated 7.5 points better than the average team. So I have New England three points better. I'll give New England at least a point edge for experience having been there. But I'm going to give Atlanta at least a point edge for the venue, Ross. I want to ask you about this. I know you're always traveling. Uh, I assume you're probably not going to be at the Super Bowl. I'm not sure about that. But in Houston, I think Atlanta is a sport, not a big sports town, but they haven't had a champion in so long, and it's fairly close geographically. I think two-thirds of, the, of those in attendance will be rooting for the Falcons. Your thoughts? <sighs>
0: I don't know. I, I, Atlanta is not a strong sports market, uh, and New England, um, it, it is. And I guess both places uh, have a lot of money for people to be able to travel. I thought you were going to talk about Atlanta playing indoors as opposed to uh, you know New England playing outside a lot of times in Foxborough and the advantage of maybe them, you know, being more accustomed to playing indoors so much.
1: Certainly, another reason why Atlanta should prefer, you know, playing in Houston—it's a very good venue for them.
0: So, um, at this point, it's the highest Super Bowl total ever, and seventy-five percent of the bets are still coming in on the over. I think what's the, what's the total are you seeing right now? I saw fifty-eight.
1: Yeah, what's what's happening is that it's fifty-eight in faraway places and the islands, they'll take bets from everyone in the world. In Las Vegas, it's fifty nine. And people think, oh, is Vegas sharper? No, Vegas is actually square because you have to be in Las Vegas to bet in Las Vegas. And so you've got a much higher percentage of public money betting in Las Vegas. And you've got the um the businessman from Texas flies in and says, I want twenty thousand on the over and that creates pressure on the over. That's why the number's higher in Vegas.
0: Super Bowl MVP odds are out. Is this a uh, 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 needle in the haystack that you don't like, or because it's one game, do you think that there is some value there?
1: I don't like needle in the haystacks, but I will say that if there's one needle I'll look for, it's playing the quarterback to be the MVP with a total this high. If, um, for instance, with Atlanta, if you want to take a shot, and I think Ryan is somewhere around plus 250, it would be very difficult to find someone that you think is going to win the MVP for Atlanta other than Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. And because New England always takes away the other teams or limits the other team's best playmaker, I think if you're going to bet Atlanta to win the game, you might want to play some of them that on Matt Ryan plus the 250.
0: We will actually make our bets next week, Steve. But just to kind of get people primed and ready, what are the props that you usually like? I forget from last year. Is it National Anthem coin toss stuff? Um, what, what, what are the props that you like?
1: Yeah, well, the coin toss stuff is, in terms of heads or tails, it's just pure random noise, although it's not random in terms of who gets the ball first, which is fascinating here because both teams defer historically, but amazingly, Belichick won the toss and took the ball last week, which he never does against Pittsburgh. So that's kind of thrown the market into a little bit of a funk in terms of maybe it's slightly more likely than 50%. New England starts the game with the ball. Unclear. Um, One of the props that I love to do is the opposite of the needle in the haystack. I will bet a lot – to win a little on such things as, will the game go overtime? Historically, one in 16 games go overtime in the NFL, and usually you only have to lay nine to make one. So if you make the bet 16 times, you go 15 and one, Ross. The one is expensive because you lose nine units, but you win 15 and you net six units. And the Super Bowl history, this is pretty amazing. A lot of close calls, especially in New England games. 50 Super Bowls, Ross, no overtimes.
0: Wow. So you're telling me they're due.
1: <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm telling you, I have bet this no for the last 25 years. I'm like 25 and 0. I bet it every year. I don't go crazy because I know I'm going to lose a lot, you know, lay nine to make one. But it's amazing like Clockwork. The public doesn't care. Oh, this is the year they say they're due.
0: Got it. All right, that makes sense. Um, what other props are you going to be looking at?
1: Um, I'll look at all the player props, which aren't out yet. I tell you, Julio Jones is a big problem for me because I was all ready to fade him in the Super Bowl. He's got that you know turf toe problem, and then he was spectacular against Green Bay. I want to ask you, as a pro football player, I've watched – when i 'm watching a game and I see him at the start of the second half and he catches the crossing pattern, and I got two defenders with the angle on him in college, sure, I'll see an LSU wide receiver break away from a kid from two kids from Southern Miss and break the tackles. I never see an NFL wide receiver get away from two defenders like Julio Jones. Was that all on Green Bay or was that just the most spectacular play you've ever seen
0: uh I don't know if it was the most spectacular play I've ever seen, but it was really impressive by him, and I think pretty poor by the Packers defenders. But I think that's a fair question. I also, speaking of fair questions, we got an email. Brian, let's hit it.
1: Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question?
0: Well, well here's, here's your, your chance. chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address, ross at com. We still have Time to get an email question in next week if you'd like. And by the way, we're going to have some some random Even Money podcasts throughout the offseason. We'll give you a heads up on Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL, at RTF Podcast, or at Fezzik Sports to let you know when we're doing those. Just to kind of check in on ahead lines and and Super Bowl odds and all that stuff. And maybe even touch on, who knows, March Madness, other sports. So we'll get into some stuff as we move along. But you can always email us questions. Again, Ross at RossTucker.com. Just have a sponsor confirmation, and we guarantee that we'll read and react to it. Email, Steve, is from Robert, lives in Vegas. Had a question for Steve. How do you track all of your wagers? You said on Monday, I don't know what he's referring to, that you anticipate having over 50 bets on the Super Bowl before kickoff. Most professionals that he's talked to use spreadsheets, Curious to know what you use to keep track of all your plays, net win, loss, etc. And he mentions his background is he's developing a website that tracks all of his plays for over a year. Um, He felt like using spreadsheets could be a nightmare. So he's interested in how you track it and um, whether or not you think that there's a value in a website that kind of, tracks it all for you rather than a spreadsheet and this is a guy that's done the bet dsi and he's done blue apron so very very nice robert arone he sent us both those confirmations took advantage of blue apron and bet dsi very very solid robert so how do you keep track of it steve you think there's a good idea for a, a website that keeps track of everybody's bets
1: Yes, and maybe Robert Arone may be your next sponsor when he comes out with the software so I don't have to enter all my bets into an Excel spreadsheet, which is typically how, how I track it. Um, the challenge I have, Ross, is that you know ideally you want to see how you're doing on certain types of bets, but there are times I'm just playing for for middle. For example, um, I played over 54 in the Super Bowl, and I'll probably go under 59 next week and just play for the middle there. And so do I count that as a loss or a win playing the over the under when I know I I was just going to go for a middle and the live wagering when you're firing in bets, as a game is going on, you may not even be home so you write them all down and then get put them into the spreadsheet I'd like to say I 20 12 months of the year I absolutely track all my bets. But when basketball starts about November, the month of November can become a nightmare, especially with live wagering. And sometimes I just go ahead and check my accounts here in Vegas that all the bets got graded correctly that I made without having actually entered them into my spreadsheet, especially with the live wagers. So it can become extremely cumbersome. I've had situations where someone will text me, how'd you do today, Steve? And my response is, I have to get back to you. I'm really not sure.
0: Got it. Well, that makes perfect sense. And we'd be curious to see that. That website when you come out with it, Robert. Very interesting. Email us again when you get to that point. That'll do it for the Even Money Podcast for this week. Next week, we'll give you all of our Super Bowl bets, and I need badly to win because I want to finish the year double digits. Up double digits. I'm plus nine right now, so looking forward to that. You know the deal. iTunes rankings and comments are really huge for us to spread the word as I was downloading on multiple devices when you're bored watching TV or whatever. Other than that, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you win some money on whatever you bet this week or just hope you get mentally prepared for next week's Even Money podcast. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast.
1: Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com
0: or wherever podcasts can be found. And after you win that money that I'm confident you will win, you have to figure out what you're going to do with it. And when it comes to your retirement portfolio, life savings, you don't want it all in one place. You want to diversify it. That's why you should look into richuncles.com. Rich Uncles is a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust. They own commercial property, collect rent from the best credit-worthy tenants, and then pay you a monthly cash dividend. Currently, 7% annualized. Not too shabby, right? Just go to richuncles.com to learn more about Rich Uncles REIT, a Reg A Tier 2 offering. Obviously, it's an investment, so... There are some risks, but it was featured recently in Wall Street Journal. When you go there to richuncles.com or call 855-RICH-UNCLES, let them know you heard about them on the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker. Again, that's richuncles.com.
1: Rich Uncles Reed is seeking indications of interest concerning its Reg A Tier 2 securities offering. Any indication of interest involves no obligation or commitment of any kind. No money or other consideration is being solicited, and if sent in response, will not be accepted. No sales will be made or commitments to purchase accepted until the offering statement is qualified. This media outlet is being paid under $2,000 by Rich Uncles for this single message.